We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Bill, week four is in the books, and now for this weekend, I know you're looking forward to talking about the Ryder Cup. Is that what you're a big that, golfer i know you go on golf trips you, you're working on your short game give me a little rider cup analysis is that this weekend i i is tiger <laughs> is tiger playing <laughs> when tiger plays i watch it uh no i i uh i hope the usa wins as always in any sport even if i probably will watch sparingly because we have another weekend of football but uh kind of yeah. sneaks up on you in the football season doesn't it it's all right we're already in what week Week, what week are we in? Five? Week this is, five. So that's a third of the way almost, over a third of the way. It's wild. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Like the two, you know, went to Vanderbilt, got the, my you know brother went to Notre Dame, associated with those two schools. They will both have played six games by September 30th. Six that, of their 12. Because so they like, both played in week yeah, zero and they haven't had a week off yet. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's crazy for sure. Um, you know, but I'm excited. I, it's another week. Uh, you reset your body on Monday, ready to go Tuesday. We've got a lot, lot of, lot to talk about. Uh, one topic we'll get into today. Uh, <laughs> a couple people in the sporting news office came after me about it. it's the least expected thing our listeners would uh, anticipate, <laughs> but we'll get into that here in a few minutes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, let's talk. We're going to talk a little a little Deion Sanders. Uh, some top 25 newbies that you uh, referenced already. We'll check in on your CFB preseason prediction uh, at the quarter poll. Basically, we're at the quarter poll, the third poll, whatever we are. I want to talk about who have been the four most consistently impressive teams. Who are the four teams that have played four just very impressive games? They didn't have any slip-ups or anything. They've been week after week after week, very impressive. Not didn't have kind of a, uh, you know, even if it was a win, kind of an unimpressive win or whatever. So we'll just kind of go through and and see what your four teams are, my four teams are for that list. Uh, we will kick it off with Trochi Trivia, and that Trochi Trivia is going to be a part of that section. So we're actually, we're not going to answer it at the very end. We'll do it at the top of that, uh, that part of the show. There are 27 undefeated teams in college football. Can you name the three teams that have won every game by at least 21 points? There are three teams that have won every game by at least 21 points. That will be our trivia question leading into the the most consistently impressive teams. So anyway, all right, let's talk a little Dion. You wanted to talk about Dion. This was your idea effect uh, on, you know, just coaches speaking their minds and, and following his lead a little bit. You know, it seems like people are not uh, buttoned up. Uh, and we saw Ryan Day, obviously, after the Notre Dame game. We saw Jake Dickert after the Washington State game talking about Lee Corso and he was upset was something he said on game day, which he actually misheard what Corso said, but it was um, took a shot at him uh, in terms of, uh, you know, ESPN just hands him something and stuff like that. So that was really weird. Dan Lanning going public with his pregame speech, which, I mean, I like Dan Lanning, whatever. I just didn't understand that. Right. Um, I didn't understand that decision. And then of course, you know, Lane Kiffin tweaking Nick Saban, which is, that's nothing new necessarily, but, you know, what do you think? Is it a good thing, bad thing, interesting thing? What do you think? I Mixed. I would say it's entertaining, certainly, in our business. It, it allows for more clicks and those kind of things. And you'll see a lot of people say, well, I'm here for it, for the shade and for the heat and those things. But it's kind of like, it's just, if it's people trying to replicate Dion, you're never going to be like Dion. Dion's his own superstar Supernova, yeah. Yeah, like he's completely different from everybody else. So one by one, we talked about Day on yesterday's podcast where I was like, it's fine to defend your team and defend your name, but going after an 86-year-old 
former coach that has been stumping for Notre Dame for 30 years is bizarre. Lanning was, that's fine what he said. Everything he said was fine. And I saw the video this morning where, yeah, if Colorado players are stomping on the O and, and talking trash before pregame, yeah, that's exactly what I would do to get my team fired up. I just might not have a camera on. Uh, Dicker, I mean, what they, they call it rabbit ears, right? Like all of these guys preach, we want to ignore outside noise they're clearly letting outside noise in. Now, sometimes you can use that to motivate your team, but it, it can also be a distraction. Like I, I always kind of, and it, this is going to sound old man as it can be, but like John Wooden is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, unless it's coach K, but he always talked about worrying about them. They didn't worry about other teams. They worried about themselves and their process and their function. And it didn't hurt to have Kareem and Bill Walton, et cetera. But um <laughs> Yeah, like I'm more of one of those people. I don't I, – when I coach sports at the youth level even, I don't – I tell them I'm not worried about the other team or their parents or the refs or anything else. I'm worried about the 10 girls or the 10 boys in this basketball huddle. So that's what we worry about. So, I, you know, it, but it is entertaining. It's funny. I laughed at all of it. Yeah, no question. And like I said, the, the Lane Kiffin-Nick Saban thing is nothing new. Uh, it was just renewed again this year, and that was fun. And always you're trying to dissect exactly what Lane means with all his little like social media posts and things like that. It is pretty funny, but it's about time Lane shows up for one of these big games and doesn't, you know, they got beat 24 10 on Saturday. That wasn't good. Another thing you're talking about, you know, when we talk about the Dion effect on college football and, you know, the crossover with all the popularity and everything, it's also, we talked about it, I think, with Stuart Mandel that. People are going to try to replicate this when they hire, they hire the next guy. They're going to try to find a guy who is outside the box. And I think that's that's kind of a dangerous way to go because I think you and I both agree there's only one Deion Sanders. Right. I mean, like, so who who do you hire? Like, I, the first question I got last week was, will Dion go to East Lansing? I was like, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, every team will entertain it, but – why would Deion Sanders go to a division where there's a certain Nick Saban when he was at Michigan state had to contend with Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan, and he beat Michigan a few times. Uh, yeah. And, and we'll try to rep. So what's next. Does that mean like, with all due respect, does that mean like the rock is going to coach Michigan state or the, you know, somebody with no coaching experience is going to, and, and I love the rock by the way, but I'm saying that's the kind of thing we're getting at. Um, Tom Brady's going to, yeah, Tom Peyton Manning. Yeah, you know Florida or something. Yeah, right. it's not gonna. And then it becomes, you know, a thing. But like we agree, Dion is different. Dion is good for the game. Everything he's done. Dan Lanning said that in the press conference yesterday. They asked him about it, and I thought his answer was fantastic. He said, "I've said all along, Dion's good for sports." But I, with my kids, I you, yes, I used it as motivation. And most importantly, he didn't apologize for it. It's football. You don't have like Ryan Day didn't apologize for it. I was waiting for that yesterday. Like Ryan Day to backtrack and say I was emotional and had some things. I apologize to Coach Holtz. I have a lot of respect for him. No, they didn't apologize. That's fine. It's football. But just as I always say, when you put it out there like that and you start talking a lot of trash and sticking your chest out, I mean, you got to be able to live with the consequences when they lose. I think Dion does, and it kind of leads into our next part is. I'm wondering what the reaction is if USC goes into Folsom Field this week and wins 52 to 10. Yeah, like Dion, he's he's smart, he's strategic, and I think 
he realizes this Colorado window, so to speak, he needs to give it two years before moving on again. I think Travis Hunter will be back next year. Shadur may or may not be back next year. Who knows? If he does come back, you know, he's got his quarterback. He's going to have a good recruiting class and a good transfer portal class or whatever. He's proven kids will come and play for him in Boulder. Now, after that second year, that's the question. I think that's the speculation on on Dion. That's fair. That it's is he going for a blue blood? If a blue blood comes open, is he going to retire? The NFL might come calling. I don't know that the act would work with the NFL guys as well as it works with the college guys. But to me, I would be stunned if he doesn't at least make this Colorado thing a two-year project. Yeah, and as long as his son's here, and that's one of the other things is if Shador Sanders stays for another year, then you can recruit more guys and, and work the transfer portal again. And I hope he's there for more than two years. I know when we had Brian Howe on a while back, he said this might not be – you know, the health part, and that does factor in. Um, yeah, I hope he's around for longer than that. And I hope people see that this isn't a, this isn't a – it's been a great story. And we're going to talk about Kansas next. I'll spoil that. But Kansas was a great story last year, but it's back this year, and nobody's paying attention. Right. Nobody's like, going oh, rank us, and Kansas is great. Kansas was last year's September Cinderella, and they're back. So that will be the key is if Dion can have – I think if Dion and Colorado are ranked and it's a less of a story, that's a good thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What what happens if USC blows them out? Oh, what people, Does, do they fall off the radar? Are they not on podcasts anymore? Is ESPN not talking about it on game day all the time? Is Dion yes. Sanders' latest press conference no longer frontline news? What, what happens if USC blows them it's out? It's going to be the best thing for the program in some ways because they'll be three and two. And then they go play Arizona State, Stanford. Those are winnable games. Then they play UCLA at UCLA. Then, you know, down the stretch, they got Oregon State and Utah and Washington State. So to me, it, it all along is like we projected four and eight or five and seven. If they can get to six and six or seven and five as a bowl game, it's just a giant win. And then the people that say bowl games don't matter, all of them are going to watch. Deion Sanders in the oh, which what's a lower tier Big Twelve or a Pac Twelve Bowl, the Las Vegas Bowl or whatever, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, Holiday will, Bowl. Yeah, those will be. Yeah, they'll get bumped up a couple bowls, and they'll right. put Deion against the highest uh, kind of visible visibility opponent possible, and it will be good. So I think that's the next. This is the last time he'll have this much attention until the bowl game if they get to it. Yeah, I think you're right, and. They will get bumped up, and Dion will make whatever bowl he's going to the biggest bowl of all oh, time, yeah. and you will hear how much progress they've made, et cetera, et cetera. Et biggest, cetera. biggest cheese it bowl possible. <laughs> so let's um, let's move on. We're talking about two newbies who came into the AP Top Twenty Five this week. A little bit surprising that both are undefeated. Uh, Mizzou and Kansas, the Border War reborn. Missouri is 23 in the AP poll. Kansas is 24 in the AP poll. But in the Sporting News 133, Kansas is number 23. Missouri is number 24. Both are 4-0. 
that did not go unnoticed in the sporting news office. Oh, I mean, if you know anything about the history of sporting news and its St. Louis roots, we do have a lot of Mizzou grads in the office, <laughs> and they are not ha- including our manager Benson Taylor, who hired me and went to Mizzou, and my good friend Matt Latowski, who I've sat ne- I sat next to for about eight years, and. Uh, went to Mizzou and they do not, they still do not like Kansas. They Benson brought you into this company. He can take you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, uh, they, they still talk about the Todd Reesing chase Daniel year. I remember when I was, you know, working with those guys and how heated they got about that game. So the Kansas Missouri rivalry is alive and r- real, but the, uh, the fact is both teams have played well. I mean, Kansas looks good. They, they, I think they got an interesting game with Texas this weekend. Missouri looks good. They're playing your alma mater this weekend, and we that spread went up two points and made it, you know. So both of these teams could be five and zero oh at the end of September, which would be wild. Oh, I don't know if Kansas can beat Texas. It's on the road, isn't it? It is. I mean, but they've played some high scoring games, and here's what I like about Kansas: Jalen Daniels really good. Two running backs, Daniel, uh, Devin Neal. Daniel Hishall, both average, they combined average about seven yards per carry. So this Lance Leopold, this is what I'm talking about. Nobody remember all that attention this program got. Oh, it's Kansas. They're so great. We're going to game day. Uh, we're going to give this crappy program all this attention. Well, Lance Leopold brought them back and nobody's, I haven't heard one thing. Not one. They beat BYU, a traditional program, beat them by 11 points last week. They, uh, they won a Friday night game against Illinois. Too. They crushed That's Illinois. Good. They're crushing mm-hmm. like perennial physical programs and that kind of thing. And Lance Leopold isn't saying anything. So I really like what he's done with that program. He's another guy that should be getting a lot of phone calls, but it sounds like he's turning them down. And uh, Kansas has built their program very well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. And then Missouri, they had a great win against Kansas State. I'll give them that. 61-yard walk-off field. I watched a good chunk of that game. I like Will Howard, the Kansas State quarterback. He was actually playing well in that game. But Missouri overcame 
that and uh that was a great win you know they had narrow wins over mtsu and memphis that's not so great uh luther luther burden the the wide receiver he's a name to know for the tigers he's fourth in the nation in mm. receiving yards per game at 126 so he's an all-american he's an all-american right now yeah. he's a dude and oh jordan zerm our social editor another mizzou grad it's like <laughs> the mob in there they and i like we would tell them your team is mid because we everybody uses that phrase now. I, I, I still don't know what it means. But they uh, um, Missouri is no longer mid. They are top 25 caliber. Um, one interesting thing, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz becomes a little bit of a candidate for maybe if he were to look at other jobs. You know, like, look what he's done at Mizzou. What? No? Yeah. No. Nah. I mean, if they he's go, loon- he's sort of the lunatic, like Ryan Day's a lunatic. I mean, they, I guess they both win games, but well, I mean, if the my point is, there are limits to what you can do at Mizzou and the SEC. So would he entertain another job? I mean, James Franklin did. There were limits. No, you know, you know that he had a great run at Vanderbilt, but eventually you want a bigger job. Um, well, he hasn't had a great run at Missouri, has he? Not not great, but I mean, if he cash in on a great year, Maybe. I mean, Brady Coke. Brady Cook's been pretty good. Um, they're getting some talent, more talent. But, it, you know, for me, I mean, why can't Missouri be Kentucky? You're tucked in a part of the country that, you know, is pretty good. But I, I think both of those teams are good. Speaking of Kentucky, I think they're every bit as good as both of those teams. And, uh, you know, a chance for them to get to work into the top 25 this weekend. They are favorites against florida and i appreciated what mark stoop said yesterday i don't know if you saw that where <laughs> that i the noon game they were worried about kentucky fans getting ready he said you underestimate our our fan base's ability to wake up early and crush beers so mark stoops is my kind of guy <laughs> and that's why he's always a candidate for a big 10 job that, that oh. kind of attitude right there so all right well uh, i got your back bill I, I like kansas over missouri in that debate so in case you know push comes to shove in the office i got your back right so, uh let's revisit your cfp preseason prediction and see how you're looking here on september 26th uh, you had georgia ohio state michigan and usc all four are still in the picture all four undefeated and all four are still squarely in the picture. I will take that for now. I mean, I'm not mad. I've, I've had years where I think one year Oklahoma lost in week one to Houston when I picked them to go to the playoff. So I'm I'm okay with that so far. Um, likelihood. Who are you worried about of those four? Anybody? Well, I don't think them? I don't think we'll get two Big Ten teams right now, and I think that's going to sort itself out, and it's going to make it hard to get even though Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State are all very good, I think Penn State's going to pick off one of those two and kind of create a little bit of a mess. So I think we could end up with the one undefeated Big Ten team that goes in. So loser of Ohio State, Michigan, probably doesn't get in this year. And But USC, I like. I mean, the Pac-12's loaded, but they, they've got Caleb. And I like Georgia's, for lack of a better phrase, like, I don't see anybody beating them, even though their resume might not be great. I just think Georgia could cruise and go 13 to know the danger for them. And for Kirby is they can't stub their toe. So that four team playoff, I'm pretty good with. Yeah. I don't even the winner of the sec West. Are they going to be that good? Right. I don't, they're not. 
Right. You're not going to be able to stand up to George, I wouldn't think, whoever comes out of there. Alabama's got flaws. LSU has flaws. I don't, you know, Texas A&M, I don't know if they'll get up there. So, yeah, I think Georgia's schedule, we thought it was easy at the beginning of the year until they got to the right. SEC championship. The SEC championship might not be the challenge it once was either. No, and I, I just think um, that I think they're going to cruise through. So I, I don't know that, you know, Kentucky will give them a game and Tennessee will give them a game, but I think they've just got their way is very similar to Michigan's. Like neither one of those teams, by the way, both of those teams, and I point this out every week, they haven't covered a spread the, this year. And that. I, yeah, that's remarkable. They're 0-8. Georgia and Michigan are 0-8 against the spread. And they don't care because they just grind it out and beat you like an NFL game, kind of. And, you know, like, not like, well, say an NFL game like the Miami Dolphins scoring 70 points. But, uh, yeah, I, that, that they covered the spread last weekend. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that'll lead into our most impressive teams because if you haven't covered the spread all season, then you're not right. one of the four most consistently impressive teams. Uh, so, but first, I will revisit our Trochi trivia question before we get into this section. So, who are the three undefeated teams that have won every game by at least 21 points? I, I know two, and I'm struggling with the third. I, I know. Washington's one because we're going to talk about them in a minute. I think Michigan's two. Yes. Because they haven't, and that's been kind of close because they've won. And the third, it's not Oregon because they had a close game against Texas Tech, but that's who I wanted to say. Um, I don't, tell me the third one. I'll take two or three and take credit. Is this give me it? You got to give me one guess. No. Uh, look, teams I'm looking there. at the. I'm I'm just scrolling through the top 25, and I'll take a quick stab. It's not Oklahoma. Oh, I think I. Uh, oh, <laughs> Miami. Is it Miami? It's not, but I'll guess Miami. It is not Miami. They beat A and M by like. My, it was 13, close. Yeah, 13 or 15 or something like that. Who is it? The Duke Blue Devils. They beat Clemson that bad. That's right. How so, about that? That's the trick of the question right there. The Duke Blue Devils beat Clemson by 21, and they've beaten everybody else by at least 21. The Duke Blue Devils, if they had Florida State across their jersey, instead of Duke, they'd be ranked in the top five. I thought they beat Clemson 28 to 10. So that's on me. For It was 28 to 7, wasn't it? 28 to 7. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, but they, they are part of our next topic for the teams that I'm going to talk about. Okay, yeah, so give me your four teams that have been most consistently impressive. If I was doing a – it's no funny. Weeks off. No this, weeks off. This could be a playoff. Like, this could be the playoff. It was the four – I'm going to give you five because I got a tie for one of them. I think Washington-Oregon is a tie. I think Washington's been really good and Oregon's been really good in the Pac-12, and that game's going to be a lot of fun. Then they're going to go over the Big Ten. Uh, so that's one team. And you can pick one or the other because I think Penn State's the other one. They've been really good in the Big Ten. I don't know if they're going to beat Michigan and Ohio State, but I know with Drew Aller and that defense they're capable of. And that game in Columbus is going to be a lot of fun here in about a month. I think Oklahoma, they got it. They weren't as good last week. but Or against, or against SMU. They did not look great against SMU. I mean, but they, they're still good enough to, to win the Big 12. So if you want to take Oklahoma off and just make it Washington, Oregon, Penn State, that's fine. And then Duke was my next answer. It was yep. 
Duke with the win. So I was on the right track. But again, if any of these teams played Michigan or Georgia or Ohio State, I would pick Michigan, Georgia or Ohio State because I think they would just grind them out and win to 28 and everybody worried, worried about the score. I don't think, like I said, I don't think Michigan, I don't think Georgia, I don't think Ohio State's worried about winning by three last weekend. They're worried about winning a big game. But So I'll go Washington, Oregon, Penn State, Duke. Yeah, and, you know, I limited this to teams that were undefeated. I would say Notre Dame has been impressive all four weeks or five mm-hmm. weeks. They've played five games. Uh, they were impressive last week, even in defeat until the last few minutes. So, and they, the four games they played prior to that, they weren't really threatened. But um, yeah, so I agree with this is more highlighting teams that haven't had any sort of like, you know, a 60 minutes of just kind of, yeah, you know, could have been better kind of thing. Uh, like Georgia's had some slow starts. They, obviously, they're behind by 10 at halftime. South Carolina didn't look great. Michigan is just kind of, grinded their way out haven't been super impressive but haven't been threatened either so the yeah the four i went with was washington right Mm -hmm. like we talked about and we've talked about them a lot they beat boise state and tulsa by 39 and 33 two group of fives but can be solid programs especially boise at michigan state it was 35 nothing at halftime uh, and they won by 34. And then Cal this weekend at home, it was 45-12 at halftime. And Cal's actually been better than I thought they were going right, to be. Right, they're crushing people. You can make a case Washington should be number one. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not It's not outside the box. And then Penn State, of course, uh, they're number one in the nation in total defense, 33 in total offense. Uh, they beat West Virginia by 23. Delaware blew them out. Illinois by 17. And, Il- and Iowa by 31. 31 nothing. Uh, and then Washington State is the team that I had that you did not have. Their four weeks were a 26-point win over Colorado State, which, you know, we saw that game against Colorado where they looked, you know, they had some skilled players that, that ran a decent offense. Um, Wisconsin by nine. Uh, the Badgers are three and one. That's their only loss. And the three Wisconsin wins were all by 21 points. So that win is going to look better and better as the season goes on, I think. They beat Northern Colorado easily. And then uh, Oregon State, they only won by three this weekend, but they led 35-14 at the end of the third quarter. And Oregon State made a you know furious comeback and all that stuff. But, like, again, I thought it was a very impressive win. Oregon State was a dark horse pick for the Pac-12 mm-hmm. preseason. Everyone knows they're pretty good. So I think Washington State has strung together four really good games. And then the fourth one we talked about was Duke. Yeah, I was doing doing the research, and I was like, wait, they haven't been challenged. And they blew out Northwestern, who went on to beat Minnesota last week. And and of those teams, Oregon that we talked about, Oregon is 4-0 against the spread. The other team that's 4-0 against the spread this year is UNLV and Barry Odom. Go figure, the team in Vegas. 4-0 4-0 against the spread. So, uh, and another observation that I got at the bus stop from uh, Bill McCandless, she's a grandpa, uh, that his uh, grandson's at the bus stop every morning. Six Big Ten teams are technically in the Big Ten when you consider that Washington, USC, and Oregon are in the top ten right now, along with Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. So I'm sure some Big Ten TV executives are loving that right now. Wow. That's crazy. Um, 
I figure like there was more. I looked this up yesterday. There's more than just two undefeated teams against the spread. I mean, I'm I thought looking. I was looking at it on teamrankings.com this morning. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's a great site, by the way. Good for them. Um, it is good. I'm look. I'm pulling it up right now. One loss against the spread. Oh, Liberty, Liberty, and Oklahoma. <laughs> so I was off. Okay, yeah. Liberty, Oklahoma, UNLV, Oregon, and then Rutgers is 3-0-1. And, and Penn State uh, is 4-0. Penn State is 4-0. So I was off. I was way off. Yeah, but Penn, but, but Penn State, that backs up our idea that they should be in this uh, in this most impressed, most yes. consistently impressed. Means they're taking care of business. They're taking care of the betters. They're taking care of everybody. <laughs> so, good. Very good. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for our show thank you to everybody for listening to the cfb nation all america podcast brought to you by twisted t on uh, spotify or apple Podcasts. thank you to irish breakdown your source for notre dame football information and uh, we will be back later this week with our viewers guide and confidence contest we both rocked it this week we crushed very strong i hope everybody faded me two weeks ago and then they followed me last week because then you would be i think nine and one or nine oh and one possibly um so anyway we'll get into that uh later this week and we'll prepare for week five so uh enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon